Hey there, ACC fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, and I'm here filling in for Candace Cooper talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly from this weekend's slate of Coastal Games. Now, I know this episode is releasing a little later than y'all are used to. Apologies for that. I'm not Candace. You know what I mean? Me and her do things a little differently, but I'm going to bring you the same great coverage of all these great teams. And I promise you, I know some of y'all are looking at me and saying, Oh, this is a Wolfpack guy. What does he have to say about the Coastal? The only thing he said about the Coastal so far was that Miami fans got a little too high on the horse. And, you know, what's he going to say? The biggest game of the weekend was between uh, Duke and and North Carolina. Don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to start this thing off by doing what is tantamount to something that would get me patron sainthood uh, if I were Catholic. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked On ACC. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, I want to make something very clear, okay? Again, I've already talked about how how I am in terms of what I've done in the ACC and and how I'm normally the Atlantic guy, but I've I've watched the Coastal, too. We've got to talk about this here Coastal as well, okay? And so the first thing that I'm going to get into, of course, we're doing good, bad, and ugly here. And the good that I've got to talk about, and again, like I said, this is this is basically going to give me patron sainthood in terms of um, you know this this being a situation where that the gods are going to be smiling upon me. Okay, the good of this week is Drake May does it again. You know what I mean? Like there's you can't really there is nothing in in all seriousness that you can say at this point to say that he is not. Uh, far and away the best quarterback in the ACC. Like there's there's nothing. You're lying to yourself. You're telling yourself a tall tale. You're telling yourself a fable if you don't believe that uh, he is the best quarterback in the ACC. By virtually every single statistic imaginable, Drake May is the guy by a mile, by a landslide, and he's doing it on a team where, don't get me wrong, Josh Downs, electric, phenomenal. They've got some ball players over there. It is not as if he's a, a one-man band that's carrying a team that's kicking and screaming horribly uh, to wins, but he has been amazing. And in and, and a little bit, he kind of has carried this team kicking and screaming to some wins because that defense is just, ooh, ooh-wee. That's, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough to win games when your defense is allowing as many points as North Carolina's is. And yet, here they are. Here they stand as one of the top teams in the conference, positioned that if the season were to end today, if the season were to end today, I'm pretty sure North Carolina would be in the uh, the ACC championship. I, it's it's to see what he has done is astounding to say the least. If somebody would have told me at the beginning of the season the best quarterback in the ACC would be in the state of North Carolina, I'd say, of course, Devin Leary's going to deliver. If they told me I was at the wrong school, I'd say, well, Sam Hartman's not bad either. He's, he's a bad boy. I could have seen that coming. If somebody had told me in North Carolina, not at either one of those schools, I would have said, I would have quoted a Tar Heel 
and said, stop it. Get some help. I would not have believed you. I would not have thought that you were a serious human being. And yet, here we are this late in the season with a team going 6-1 and one in, in uh, North Carolina, has not lost a conference game yet, undefeated in conference, one of only three teams to, to accomplish that feat at this point in time. It's Clemson. It's Syracuse. It's them. Only three teams undefeated in conference. And so you tell me, well, you know, this is this is just what this team is, and this is who, who wouldn't have expected them to be that. I'm going to tell you, nobody would have. Nobody. Anybody in their right mind who says, oh, I knew that a, a freshman was going to come in and do this. Okay, sure, sure. You, you can tell me whatever lie you want. But again, a true freshman coming in and not just playing well. He's not just playing well. He is dominating. He is making this thing look easy. To think that when they when you lose a guy like Sam Howell, who every record in the, the UNC books, he's got them. He's got them all. You name the record, it's his. It's got Sam Howell over it. It's got 12 over it. It's got 12 over it. To think you lose that guy and you say to yourself, well, what's our offensive identity going to be? Where is the next step? What do we do to, you know, kind of make up for losing him and losing some of our other leading rushers and all that good stuff? And then this true freshman comes on campus and says, oh, don't worry about it. All I'm going to do for you, here's, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to have the sixth best, sixth best QBR in all of college football. Sixth best, best QBR. I've got a lisp and it's beating me up today. Sixth best QBR in all of college football. That's crazy. And for those of you who don't know, QBR is the uh, quarterback rating metric put, put forward by ESPN. It basically takes into account everything that you do uh, so that, you know, if you're a mobile quarterback, it doesn't like penalize you and say, oh, well, this doesn't count toward the type of quarterback you are. Like it, it is basically a metric or measure of how positively or negatively or like just what a quarterback does throughout a game. Right. Like that's that's the reality there. So you don't get uh, a ton of points for throwing a, a, a drag right on the mesh concept that goes for 80 yards or a bubble screen. You don't get a ton of points for that. You don't get a ton of um, boost to your quarterback, to your QBR because of that. And he has the sixth best one in all of college football. Whew. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, as a, as a Wolfpack alum, as a NC State grad, I'm, I'm telling you, this is uh this is one of those moments where you're like that uh, meme from The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger because we are a little bit. We are. You know what I mean? And by we, I don't just mean NC State. I mean all of the ACC. All of the ACC because he's so good. You're going to have to race this team to 40 every time. Every single time you're going to have to race this team to 40. And again, when I talk about how good he's been and how, you know, he's fought, he's took this team kicking and screaming. I, I want to take that statement back and say that he he has been having a lot of help and not doing this by himself. I take that back. I take that back. He has had help offensively, yes. Their defense is dead last in the conference in terms of points allowed per game. Dead last. Dead last. They have allowed the most points per game at 32.4. The next closest is Boston College, which is 29. And there is not another gap of three points for a very long time. And I know that that sounds kind of like petty and, and small, but I want you to think about this right now, okay? From the second worst to the third worst, 
there's a one point difference. From the third worst to the fourth worst, there's a two point difference. From the th- fourth worst to the fifth worst, there's a one point difference. From the s- fifth worst to the sixth worst, there is a 0.04 point difference. From the sixth worst to the seventh worst, there's a 0.03 point difference. Do you get where I'm going with this? All of these teams are stacked right on top of each other. Like they're right here. North Carolina's defense is the only one that is like an outlier that is, oh yeah, we're, we're way worse than the team further. The next time you get a jump of three points, you're looking at the difference between Clemson and NC State who are number two and three in the conference. Clemson at 19.7, NC State at 16.9, which I guess is like 2.8, but you get my point here. Drake May has been the guy. He's been, he hasn't just been a dude. He's been the dude in the ACC. I don't know how any other player would at this point, if he continues this level of play throughout the, the rest of the season, I cannot make any argument for any other player to come remotely close to ACC player of the year. I, I can't, I can't see an argument for it. I can't. I think a Banacanda would have an argument. I think he would have an argument for it. I think he would, you know, have some, some words about that, but even with him, it's, it's just not, in a quarterback-centric game, it's a lot harder for running backs to win these type of, types of awards. But also, if you look at UNC's team, not only is Drake May their leading passer, he's their leading rusher. And sacks are included in rushing yards in college. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to say this. That man is a menace. That man is a menace and... uh Boy, that's my good for the conference because that's, I mean, the 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 Coastal is, boy, I, I'll tell you what, a, a lot of Coastal teams should be glad that the divisions are dissolving because to have to deal with him every year for the next few, ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to have on your head. And, you know, it's at, at the end of the day, like I said, it's it's a thing where I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, he's going to be good for a very long time if he continues the trajectory that he's currently on, because this is something that is unseen and that hasn't been seen in a while in terms of how great a true freshman has performed. And another thing that's unseen is how crazy this inflation has been from cringing at the pump to getting an eye popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. That's why I started using upside upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out with every purchase. I'm earning cash back. Thanks to upside. To get started, download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more, that's $5 or more cash back on your first dollars of 10 on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCK, L-O-C-K-E-D. So the next thing that I want to talk about is the bad in the coastal. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this with the Atlantic and I, I get it. I understand that there's a lot going on and, you know, you got the NBA starting, you got the baseball playoffs rolling, you got all these things going on. But, man, I would have loved to see more Coastal football this weekend. I would have loved to see it. I want you to think about it this way, okay? There were three – there was uh, four games in total that included ACC teams. 
all four, well, not all four, three of the four were one possession games. Both of the coastal games were one possession games. Miami, I'm sorry, Miami, yes, Miami at Virginia Tech, 20 to 14. Yes, Miami got out to a hot start. They went into the locker room up 17-0. They had a tough go of it the rest of the way. Spry's group did not lay down and just take it and just uh, walk away and say, hey, it's, it's, we, we lost this game. We don't care anything about it. They made it really interesting down the stretch there. And so when I look at that situation, I say, okay, well, hold on now. Uh, what, what could have possibly happened here? What could possibly be going on here? I'm saying, okay, great. That's a good game. And then you go over to the North Carolina Duke game. That battle for the victory bell at Wallace Wade Stadium was as entertaining of a game as I have seen in quite some time. That had a lot of intrigue. It had a lot of offense. It had a lot of guys doing a lot of things well. And I'm going to tell you, that was a quarterback duel that felt very, and I, I'm not saying that these guys are the guys I'm comparing them to. So don't, don't put words in my mouth now. Don't, I don't want to hear nobody saying, you, you said that they're the who now, but that battle between Drake May and Riley Leonard, it felt very Mahomes and it felt very Mahomes and Josh Allen-esque. It felt very Mahomes and Josh Allen-esque. I'm just saying. Every time those two collide, right? It sparks, it's fireworks, it's all the great things. This offense is doing tremendous stuff. It's who can, who can make that last play at the last minute, and that's who's going to win the game. That's what we saw out of this game between UNC and Duke. So with that being said, I would have loved to see more coastal football this weekend. I would have loved to see it. I would have loved to see it. it that's, that is one thing that I would say is, is the bad on the conference this week. And, and I get it. I get it. Trust me. I've been there. I've been a player. I understand why bye weeks are, are baked into the schedule and why they're necessary. There are a lot of teams that need to get healthy right now. There are a ton of teams, including uh, the mighty NC State Wolfpack that I hail from. There are a ton of teams that need to get healthy right now. But with that being said, it, it just was, you know, it was, there was so much good football this weekend. And to say that you had uh, four games as a conference, as a whole, Atlantic and Coastal, four games. And three of those games came down to the last possession. Three of them came down to the last possession. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, that's, that stuff like that, that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. That is what makes it, that's what gives conferences um, not just a little bit of, of uh, national acclaim, but having exciting, fun games and increasing watchability, it, it makes it easier for people around the country to tune into what you're doing and see that you're not putting out a bunch of slouches out there, that you're not putting out a bunch of teams that are very unserious outfits on the field. And so uh, to see these games pan out the way they did, I, again, they, these teams all did their things. The only thing I would like, like seeing, the only thing I would like seeing is more coastal football. That's it. That's all. And that's it. That's, that's the only thing that if you were hearing from me and I said, Hey, there needs to be more of this, less of this, whatever the case may be. The only thing I would ask for, the only thing, more coastal football, more coastal football. And um, I'm I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to some of these matchups next week. It's not going to be very hard for me to talk about these matchups and, and what I'm hoping to see out of uh, next week's schedule, because at the end of the day, 
this is this is going to be another week where we see a ton of really really good football games i mean honestly and truly here if i'm looking at uh who's playing in terms of the the uh coastal situation you've got Pitt and louisville going at it you've got duke and miami going at it and virginia and georgia tech going at it on thursday these games are all pivotal because while I did, while I spent a lot of time talking up how good uh, Drake May is, again, that defense is still allowing 30-plus a game. So you never know when all of a sudden your luck kind of runs out. All of a sudden, the, certain, the games that you were on the right side of, a, of the, bounce, the ball bounced your right way or this thing went right or that thing went right instead of going wrong, you never know when you're going to hit that game where all of a sudden it does go wrong. And when it goes wrong, you're stuck excuse me, you're stuck in a situation of, well, what, what do I do? How do I, how do I bounce back from a loss, a, a tough loss that I just took? And then you find your way into another tight game and the ball bounces the wrong way in that game, or uh, a call goes the wrong way in that game. And all of a sudden, because you're in a bunch of one possession games, because of your defense and how they play, you end up with more losses. This thing is wide open. This is an excellent, again, it's, it's an excellent, excellent, excellent uh, thing that we're seeing out of the the coastal being as good as they are. And I know some of y'all don't want to hear that, but the reality is with North Carolina being six and one on the season, they're three and oh in conference. Georgia Tech is two and one. Who would have thought? I told everybody Georgia Tech was going to be a team to watch out for. Who knew that all they had to do was get rid of their head coach and they were going they they were going to be looking like something decent going forward. You got uh Pitt in there who's not looking terrible. You got Miami, who mm, at times there's a little bit of cringiness, but even they, when they want to score, when they want to put up points in, in a hurry, they can do so. And I believe both of those teams have um, have North Carolina still on their schedule. I know Georgia Tech has them still on their schedule. I believe Pitt still has them on the schedule. Yep, Pitt has them on the schedule as well. And uh, Miami, they've already lost to uh, North Carolina, but you get my point. This is not a situation where this thing is over with. So that's why my bad for this week for the for the Coastal is not more Coastal football being played. Not more Coastal football being played. I would have loved to see uh, more Coastal football because it, this is exciting. This is good stuff. This is Coastal chaos is, is amazing to see. There has never been a bad time to watch some Coastal football especially with with the fact that anybody can win it on any given year it's never been a bad thing to see and this year is reaffirming that this year is reaffirming a hey, this this thing is going to be exciting it's going to be good and that's that and i hate to do this i hate to do this but our partners at nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the locked on college network titled thrilling moments where we highlight the most exciting play from the acc weekend games or throughout the history of the ACC. And this, this week's thrilling moment is from that Duke-North Carolina game that I just talked to you about. Let me tell you something. Drake May putting on a show and scoring the game-winning touchdown late has to be talked about, right? You got you to gotta appreciate it. You got to talk about what it was and, and you know realize that uh, scoring a touchdown with 16 seconds left on a pass to Antoine Green, that there is no other choice for a uh, play thrilling moment of the week because again he's doing his thing he's looking great he led that team to another win this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs across nissan's new lineup of vehicles 
Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. So we're about to land this thing, but I I just want to say this, okay? I spent a lot of time looking at these games and, and, you know, looking back and trying to say, well, what's the ugly? What's what's the ugly and and who didn't play well and and you know who who wet the bed and who just who just looked like they were overmatched and didn't want and and here's my answer. I came out with nobody. Nobody looked bad. Nobody looked terrible. Nobody looked in a way that I thought to myself, "Oh boy, that team's going to have a tough time. That team is going, you know, uh, even with Virginia Tech only scoring uh, 14 points and and only scoring in the fourth quarter against Miami. I still look at that game and I say, I don't want to pile on Virginia Tech. I don't want to pile on them because they fought. They battled. Down 20-0 in the fourth quarter, it's easy to pack it up and say, all right, this is a bad year. This is a rebuild year. They fought back and they won, okay? Uh, I don't want to say that it's Duke because – I mean, for for all that you would like to say about, oh, you know, you Duke got lit up and they allowed a touchdown late and they lost a that is a a prolific, a out an outstanding uh UNC offense that you just you gotta tip your cap sometimes to say, hey, they got ball players too. But then I realized the reason that you all are seeing me and hearing me right now is because Miss Candace Cooper had to take some time off. She is very busy. She's She's got a ton of things going on. But I, I recall a bet. I recall a bet about Duke winning six games this season. I recall that bet, and I think back on it fondly at this very moment because, because when I look at Duke's schedule the rest of the way, Duke is better than I thought they'd be. I'll give them that. I'll give them that they're better than than I thought that they would be. However, getting six wins out of this schedule is looking tough. It's looking tough. For all the struggles that Miami has had, they're still winning ballgames. Boston College, eh, I mean, you know, yes, they haven't been great. They've they've been really, really bad at times. But they seem, they seem, and I – that they could prove me wrong here. They could show out and prove me way wrong here, but they seem to have gotten it. They getting blew out by Clemson last week wasn't good, but coming out of the bye week to go see uh Wake Forest, I mean, that's another tough one. But then they got Connecticut and then Duke. Connecticut is terrible, they're god awful. That's a terrible team. Coming into Duke out off of Connecticut is like having a bye week. Because their starters, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't expect their starters to be playing a ton of that game. So that's going to be a tough one for Duke. That's going to be a real tough out for Duke. And um, again, the chances of them getting the six wins, because Virginia Tech, I think that's a very winnable game for you. Uh, but Pitt, I don't know how you're going to stop a Bannacanda. That, again, if Drake May, if we lived in a world where Drake May were never born, he'd be my. Wake Forest is coming to town. Ooh, you got to get two wins out of there. You got to get two wins out of there to get to six. That's what you got to do. I'm not sure if they do it. I'm not sure if they can get that done. So that is my good, 
bad, and ugly for the coast of this week. The good, Drake May is lighting it up again. The sixth best QBR in the nation. Let me tell you the guys that he has mentioned among when it comes to that. C.J. Stroud, number one. Hendon Hooker. Remember that guy? Remember when somebody told us that Hendon Hooker was way better than anything Virginia Tech had on their roster and they should probably go ahead and stop trying to play those other guys? I digress. Jalen Daniels of Kansas. Cameron Rising of Utah. Dorian Thomas Thompson Robinson of UCLA. And then Drake May. And above, he's slightly above Max Duggan, um, Heisman winner Bryce Young, and Caleb Williams. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I don't know what else to tell you. That's the that's the good for this week. The bad, again, I wanted to see more coastal football. The games were great. Two games decided by one possession. You love to see that. And the ugly, oh boy. Um, Miss Cooper, I'm, I just want to let you know what my cash app is, just in case you don't know. Uh, it is the uh, dollar sign uh, just gives, just letting you know, just in case. You know what I mean? Just in case you want to send me a little something, just letting you know. Just letting you know that's what the deal is. So, you know, um, just letting you know for, for when they lose that seventh game. I'm just saying. Anywho, thank y'all so very much for coming out. Y'all make this show what it is. Stick around for tomorrow's episode with AJ Black. Peace and love, y'all. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh-huh.